So John writes, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, not of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Well, I didn't know what's caught your eye this Christmas. Uh, one of the musicians in my family spotted the large first-class stamp and added the caption, great to see Mary on keyboard and Joseph on vocals for a change. <laughs> one of the staff spotted this one. Of course, we all know who are little on price, but this year, little claimed to be big on a Christmas you can believe in. But that's a great question, isn't it? especially on Christmas Day. What is a Christmas you can believe in? The evangelist John answers, the word became flesh and made his home among us. Now, if you've been around with us over the last few weeks, all of you uh, will know that our Christmas theme has been this home setting. We haven't made any comment on it yet. Home for Christmas. It's been up for three weeks, but can anyone see what has been added to it overnight? Put up a hand if you can see what's been added to it overnight. You think you can add? There's a picture on top of the fireplace. Oh, very, very alert. There's a picture on top of the fireplace. Now, you probably can't see what it says from where you are, uh, but it's a picture from Charlie Mackis's book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. It's Waterstone's Book of the Year. And the mole says, here it is up on the screen, I think everyone is trying to get home, really. So I want to ask, what does it mean to come home for Christmas? John tells us Jesus came home. What does it mean for us to come home? Well, I've got two answers to that from John. And the first is this, home isn't just a place, it's people. Uh, and by the way, if anyone here is on your own today, uh, we'd love you to come and tell us at the end of the service because we'd love to ensure that you don't remain on your own for the rest of today. Would you come and tell us? And uh, we'd love to meet you. Home has been our word through this year. Home is not a place, and Charlie Mackesy caught it in one of his other paintings. So in the same way, church is not a place. It's not just a building, it's people, nor is it a performance, however much you think this morning's service has been a bit of a performance. Church is not an event you turn up to, it's a home, it's a family you belong to. Uh, we love the organisation Home for Good, and it's one of the two uh, which is working for vulnerable children, children without a home that we're uh, making a special offering for this Christmas. 
Home for Good helps children who need adopting or fostering to find a home for good. And the director, Chris Candia, caught our imagination with this true story that happened to his family. The little boy was playing in the street, kicking the dust, jumping off walls. My wife happened to walk past him with our five children, which caught the lad's attention. He watched from a distance for a while and then plucked up the courage to jog over and ask, are you going to a party? My wife quickly answered, yes, we are. We call it church. If you go and check with your mum, you can come with us. That little boy ran home and was back in a couple of minutes with a huge smile on his face. And that Sunday, he stayed for a cup of hot chocolate and left before the service began. But he was back the next week and the week after that. And pretty soon, he had brought his mother, his brother, a couple of his cousins. And eight years later, they are an integral part of our church family. Krish continues, one of the most moving moments of those years was when the boy's mother was baptized. Standing waist high in water, she explained a little of her traumatic childhood, her years living rough, and something of the struggles of trying to hold her own family together. Her face shone, and her voice clearly articulated her love for the God who had found her and welcomed her home. The idea that had caught her son's imagination was that church was like a party that he and his family were invited to. Until then, they'd sadly mostly experienced what it was like to be excluded. But the discovery that church wasn't so much an event you turn up to as a family you belong to was life-changing for them. In fact, it was life-changing for us, the whole church. Uh, I've actually got an original Charlie Mackesy painting, and here it is. Uh, and this is a genuine one, and he's becoming so famous, he's probably worth a bit of money now. Um, though I've got a feeling that I probably ought to leave it behind Oops. after we've left. Christine says, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, and there it is up on the screen as well. Uh, that's the original. And what I love about it, I don't know if you spotted it, you can hardly see the building because the church is not the building. It's completely covered with people all over it. So that's the first thing. Home is not just a place or a performance. It's a people. But the second truth is even more wonderful. Home isn't just people in general. It's a particular person. Our real home, true home, the home we were created for, the home that will be truly home for good, our eternal home, isn't just people, even lots of people around us. It centers on a particular person. Uh, many of you will know that our aim as a church family is to help people come home to God. And that includes all of ourselves. We're helping one another come home to God. So let me ask, what happened at the first Christmas? Well, we all know Jesus was born. But what really happened deep down? John tells us 
the word left his home in heaven and set up a new home on earth. He tells us the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I love the message translation of it. God became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. So that like Shakespeare walking onto the stage of one of his plays, or like Alfred Hitchcock appearing anonymously, fleetingly, in every one of his films. Did you know that? So too, God first created the universe, and then in the person of his son Jesus, he stepped quietly into the world he had made. The eternal word became flesh, a human being, and made his dwelling among us. This is a real story, a true story, told by a friend of a friend of mine, a father taking his son to bed. As the little boy dozed off, his father crept to the door, turned off the light, and went downstairs. A moment later, the boy woke with a start, and he cried out, Daddy, come here. It's dark. I'm frightened. His father called out from downstairs, Don't worry. I'm down here go to sleep. His son called out again, Dad, I need you up here. It's dark. I'm afraid. So his father tried a new approach. Don't be afraid. God is with you in your bedroom. Now go to sleep. Long pause. Dad, I need a God with skin on. That's what he actually said. And John adds, God became flesh and blood and he made his home among us, a God with skin on. So home, real home, our true home is wherever Jesus is. It's not just people, it's this particular person. Jesus has made his home in this world. And when we open our lives and our homes to him, our home becomes his home. He came to earth, now we're to come home to him. And it's John's conviction that everyone deep down needs to come home. In fact, is longing to come home. Charlie Maccus is caught it again. A young boy was brought up in a good home. But he went astray and landed up in prison. And there he realized what he'd done and was ashamed. He doubted his parents would have him home again. So he wrote to them from prison. Since the railway line ran past the back of their home, he suggested they hang something white out the back and he'd know they were prepared to have him back. The day of the release and he took the train home. And as it neared his parents' house, he hardly dared look out of the window. Suddenly, the train was passing his house. He looked out, and hanging over the windows and the back door and the hedge and the washing line were the sheets, the tablecloths, the shirts, the pillowcases, every white thing his parents could lay their hands on come home. How do we come home to God? 
We receive him by placing our lives in his hands. And that's what it means to believe in him.